a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We will continue with that breaking news as well. Also, just to set your clocks, uh, coming up at 1.35, we will have Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, who is in the Beehive State today. He's going to join us on the air. He is a rising star on the national stage, uh, is an extraordinary uh, gifted speaker, uh, a great human being. His story from cotton to Congress uh, is just a remarkable journey, and he's doing some great work in the Senate and uh, is one of those important voices and someone to watch as we look towards uh, upcoming elections on the uh, national stage. So that's coming up at one thirty-five today. Don't miss uh, Senator Tim Scott joining us. And so, of course, we have uh, lots of comings and goings, as always, around here. And we have a, uh, a sad goodbye and a great hello with KSL News Radio's Mary Richards. Well, we are very thrilled to have on the program today Mary Richards from KSL News Radio. But it's the last time we get to say that, Mary. Yes, I, I did have a weird feeling today when I gave my out cue for the last time that Mary Richards, KSL News Radio, the way I kind of do the up and downs with you it. You say that with your kids, right? My... Good night, kids. <laughs> Good night, children. Mary Richards. Yeah, it's my last my last full-time employment day at KSL wow. News Radio. Hard to believe. 19 years Yes, on the job uh, covering... Such a wide array uh, of story, often in the middle of the night, uh, often racing to, you know, locations. Uh, What are some of the things that have stood out to you uh, over the last 19 years? Yeah, I was thinking about this as I cleaned out my news car and I took out all the cold weather gear and extra shoes and socks and snacks. I thought, (laughs) never again will I need to be standing in the dark on the scene of a crash or a search and rescue or a crime scene or a house fire being cold and thinking that I needed to have, you know, all this extra stuff that those days are are gone. But those things stick out to me. All those days of early morning reporting, uh, remembering um, just some highlights really over the past 19 years have been seeing Air Force One Mm -hmm. and reporting there from the tarmac or the flight line, as they say, um, soldier homecomings. I mean, Mm -hmm. anytime I can cover one of those, I immediately volunteer (laughs) because I know I'm going to cry. And I just absolutely love those interviewing um, let's see. I think I once put it this way. I've put my microphone in front of children, reindeer, dogs, <laughs> politicians, uh, regular people, those kinds of just those moments of meeting everyday Utahns yeah. really stick with me. Yeah. Well, I think one of the uh, the hallmarks, uh, kind of your imprint on KSL News Radio, has been your ability to get to the heart of the story uh, and to, to tell those important stories that um, – Wow. <laughs> now you're going to make me choke up. <laughs> uh, that just show that heart of heart of Utah has been such an, an important piece of that 
what are some of those that stand out to you that really kind of showcase if only the rest of the world could see into this little world that we call Utah? Yes, the the Heart of Utah pieces really have been incredible the last year and a half or so. The This little girl in Enoch, Utah, in Iron County, who is who um, knew from her experiences with a younger sister that sometimes families need help. She was in fourth grade and she was raising money for other families. That one just touched my heart. Brock Miller at Utah State University going through adversity in his life and turning around and trying to find a way to help others was an incredible story. Uh, The special needs cast of Peter Pan, that was just a beautiful story. And I also always loved um, doing stories about Matt and Savannah Shaw, the father-daughter singing duo, because I got to mix in all the singing of their music. And I just thought, I'm just going to sit here and keep listening to music (laughs) on the clock. I'm getting paid to listen to this beautiful music. That's awesome. So there are just so so many Utahns. I would meet and hear stories about just doing unique things that they didn't think were that special, but they really were touching lives. Yeah. And I just loved highlighting that. Yeah. Telling those stories, I think, is is one of the most important things that we do. It's it's easy to get caught up in the in the crashes and the crimes and, and all of the hard news things that you have to get through. It's part of everyday living. It's part of being an informed citizen. Uh, but when you can actually shift that spotlight onto the citizens, it, it really is a difference maker. Yeah. And I feel like I tried to do that this summer. There was a week of three major, huge, like five alarm house uh, apartment fires or big fires in a row. And by the end of the week, it was really hard for me to to just not be overwhelmed by mm. it. And so when I could kind of boil it down to how can I tell this story in a way that the listeners are thinking why this matters and why what has happened here and it usually was through finding people and their yeah. stories about this fire or what it had meant to them. And But that that was a hard week. That yeah. was probably the end of June. I think a lot of people remember that. <laughs> and I needed, I needed, I think I took a break after that for a couple of days to like yeah. decompress because there have been some hard things to cover over the years, some really sad things, but some incredible, great, beautiful stories around our state. Yeah. And I think that's, I think I'm so glad you raised that, Murray, because uh, a lot of times I think when you're just listening to news or you're just consuming news, whether it's radio or TV or on your computer or phone, uh, sometimes we, we don't really think about that are covering those stories and uh, often how heart-wrenching that is or just how traumatic that is. Uh, it, it is part of the job, uh, but it is a tough part of the job. Yeah, and I'm grateful there was a time when um, my boss brought in, they brought a few times over after some difficult stories or difficult tragedies, they brought in therapy dog ones. Yeah. And I thought, I don't need this. I'm tough. And I thought, come here, come, <laughs> come here, here puppers. <laughs> Another time we had um, a therapist come and just chat about ways to kind of help cope. And sometimes people ask me, how do you cover hard news? And you almost have to separate yourself from mm-hmm. it and think, because if you feel it too much, it really, it really gets to you. Yeah. So I tell people too, if over the past couple of years, people have told me, I don't know if I can watch or read or listen to the news anymore. And I say, I... I understand you. Mm-hmm. I would still like you to be informed. Yeah. <laughs> but you also, I know when you need to set boundaries for your yeah. own, you know, overwhelmingness feelings. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And and it, I think it, one of the, again, one of the unique things that you bring to the table is the ability to, to, to do that reporting and, because it's not an either or. Sometimes we think, well, you know, I don't just need sunshine, lollipops and unicorn stories. Uh, I, I do need to be informed. I do need to know what's going on. But when you can bridge that uh, from the hard news and the and the hard stuff. I mean, we've been through pandemic and earthquakes and uh, and death and and all of those different things, and we can still connect that to what it means to be human. Uh, to me, that's that's the real job. Yeah, 
That's true. I think that's why I've loved news for so long and I keep doing it. People say, how do you keep waking up at 3.30? I said, the alarm just goes and I, just, I guess I just wake up. Get up and, and go. Going. <laughs> but, uh, well, the good news for all of us is you're not going far. You're no. going to stay in the building. You'll be moving up to the church news. Tell us about that. Yes. So just a few floors up and I'm so excited about this opportunity. I just knew I just knew I had to do it. Uh, I have such, um, oh, now I'm getting choked up. I have a, such a strong testimony of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the good it does throughout the world, throughout our city, our state, our nation, our world. And I'm thrilled for this opportunity to begin writing for the church news, to share that part of myself, to share my um, love of the gospel in this way of reporting on what's being done, the the things that people don't know about. And often the church doesn't toot its own horn. It's not going to do that. (laughs) It's just going to keep trying to do what it's doing. The leaders, the great things that church leaders are doing. I'm just thrilled for this opportunity to just, and yeah, just upstairs a few flights. So I'll run down and say hi to everybody and hopefully pop on the radio every once in a while yeah. to share some of those cool stories. Yeah. And those, uh, and it is, it's, it's still in the storytelling and it still is in the people uh, that are living, that are doing it, that are making a difference out there in so many different ways. Uh, Mary Richards, we are going to miss your voice in the morning and throughout the day. And I can't tell you how many days I was driving in listening to one of your stories early in the morning thinking, okay, I love the way she did this. I love the way she did that. So we will we will miss your voice on air, but we will pull you down occasionally on yes. uh, some of these things, and we wish you all the best so uh, in New Pursuit. Uh, Mary Richards, I'm going to say it for the last time, KSL News Radio, <laughs> soon to be the church news. Thanks for joining us, Mary. Thank you, Boyd. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, we'll get teed up and ready. Senator Tim Scott's going to join us coming up about 1.40. So coming up real quick, hang with us here at KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.